Hey, good people. Thank you so much for tuning into A Sip at the Table. Pour up a drink and we'll meet you at the table. Welcome back. Thank you again for tuning in. We got a great show ahead of us. I'm Shafonda. And I'm Yvette. And welcome to A Sip at the Table. Hey, our first episode. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And y'all know the mission. We're here to redefine Black relationships by stirring up the past, shaking up the present, and pouring into our future. Because why? Um, black problems are human problems, y'all. Okay. Yes. Sometimes you just want to be. You don't want to be strong. You don't want to be black girl magic. You just want to exist. You know, work out your problems without factoring the color into it. You know. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about all things relationships specifically. So, um, and I mean, of course, because we got a lot of shit to unpack. We mm-hmm. definitely need a drink to go with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so for our <laughs> a drink of the week, <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes, <laughs> we have the mint julep. Mm. It's so good. It is. Hopefully y'all were able to see the recipe and y'all are sipping on that with us as well. Um, but it's a really special drink. It's black history month. So why don't y'all, um, why don't you give them a little bit of backstory? Yeah. So, you know, we were trying to figure out a drink that was worthy enough to launch our first episode mm-hmm. during this lovely Black History Month, even though Black is 365 days. Don't mm-hmm. believe the hype. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> what, what drink gives you, like, blackity black? And the first thing that comes to mind is... Uh, Henny Hoop. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> But the, it felt so stereotype-ish, like I watermelon. It's, it's not, I wouldn't say a stereotype. It's more like predictable. Okay, like basic. yeah, I didn't want to be basic today. Right, we're better. Yeah. You know, we we can do better than that. We can do yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm digging, and I came across this recipe book from the first known black author to publish a cocktail manual. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Tom Bullock. And he has lots and lots of great recipes. Some of your yeah. favorites yeah. that you probably didn't even know came from him. In, from yeah. him. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Mint Jill is working. <laughs> <But> <laughs> even during like pre-prohibition times, like we were the ish. Yes. We was out here doing stuff. Okay. Yes. We set the standard all the time. All the time. All, all the time. time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So before we really, really get into the episode, we do have a word of the the day. Okay. Um, it is bona fides with an S, mm-hmm. not bona fide like she was a bona fide hoe. Not that mm-hmm. bona fides, and that is a person's bona fides is the evidence of their qualifications or achievements. Mm. Used in a sentence, it could be the senator's bona fides as a viable presidential candidate have been called into question. Meaning, you know, he might have some fake shit. He said he went to Princeton, but where's the receipt? Okay. Mm, so where, is the receipt? Receipt? where is it? <laughs> I could dig it. 
Where your receipts? Where your bona fides? Where is it? Oh, I'm going to start using that. Right. Where, where, where <laughs> is your bona fides? We're not saying receipts in 2022. We're saying bona fides. Okay. Yes. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and get into Ain't That Some Sip. So in this segment, we're going to just pull different scenarios that we see on some of our favorite Black reality um, relationship shows. Yeah, so one of my favorite shows uh, is Ready to Love, though I have to admit from the first season to like now, the caliber of people, they're just different. (laughs) But nonetheless, love to watch it. (laughs) I wanted to bring up this scenario to see if I'm bugging because I I watched it and I tried to understand... uh, someone's perspective and Mm -hmm. I couldn't necessarily wrap my head around it. So my opinion was not the popular opinion. (laughs) So quick recap for those that don't watch this show, there were two people that were pursuing each other, uh, Phil and Shiloh. Uh, They go out for drinks in DC and somewhere during the night, things turn left. Shiloh asks Phil, like, where did she stand? Um, in comparison to all of the other girls that he was talking to, Phil didn't want to give her an answer. She blows up. She gets mad. She storms out of the bar. It's four, five o'clock in the morning in DC. She's walking in the opposite direction of her car. Mm-hmm. Phil decides to go get her and throw her over his shoulders and go to like basically take her back to a safe place, but against her will. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she feels like she is violated and proceeds to tell the rest of the cast that, you know, he violated her personal space and even told him at one point that she feels like he intentionally tried to emotionally harm her given her past experiences. So, girl... Before I share my thoughts, I want to know what you think. Okay, so I, I, I'm with Phil. I'm sorry. It's probably not the popular opinion, but um, from what I saw, what I gathered, he he didn't even want to be in out like in, in that space. So he didn't really, you know, like they had both been drinking. It's late. Um, she was by herself walking away from her car in a dark area. And so I think what he, he thought he was doing the best thing given the situation. Um, on the flip side, trying to look at it objectively, um, if she has any type of past trauma, that could be a trigger for her. But now that the dust is settled and she and he had a chance to explain himself it's still interesting that she's not understanding that she was doing something unsafe right I think she just wanted a reaction out of him like I I get the past trauma part in Mm -hmm. that situation being triggering but you shouldn't put yourself out there I think 
in situations where you're trying to engage with another person when you have not dealt with your past trauma. And so here you are projecting something that he probably had no Mm -hmm. clue about. Mm -hmm. You're projecting that on him when he was trying to get you to safety. Right. Um, Right. I know some people say like, oh, well, he could have just followed her to like make sure that she was safe. It only takes one second Mm -hmm. to like end up in a bad situation. So four or five o'clock in the morning in DC, absolutely not. Especially with everything going on now. Yeah. Yeah. You going over somebody's shoulder. Sorry. Right. And we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. Right. You going over We'll talk about it later. Maybe I'm immature because I was like, hell. Like, like, you putting me over your shoulder? Mm, okay, so who else we go? Right, like, mine or yours? Like, I like that. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, maybe I'm immature because I, I'd be like, Ooh. and And I said, like, I'm not trying to, like, discredit, like, mm-hmm. any of her trauma or her past experiences. But like you said, like, I, I feel like after... Mm-hmm. the dust settled and right. they had a conversation and he explained where he was coming from then it could have just been okay I understand in the future please do not do that and I will do my best not to put you in a compromising situation mm-hmm. there would have been no need to like talk to the host of the show then like let the rest of the cast know and like make this create this make it seem deal. like he like was like physically abusive towards you. So, right. Right. Because that's what it came across. And even if that's not how you meant it to come across, you have to be very careful, I oh, think. Oh, for sure. Especially when it comes to black men, because it's easily like the label that he could have carried. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. My thoughts. So I don't know. Unpopular time. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so judge me. I know you're probably going to be like, girl, no. <laughs> he should have cut I his mean, hands to himself. I guess that's both of us. I mean, like, I mean, I get, I get it, but like, just, you know, you have to look at the, to me, in my opinion, you have to look at the whole situation right. in that moment. You know, if it had been, you know, if they had been at the house or whatever, he could have walked away. She, you know, she could have worked wherever she wanted to or whatever. It wouldn't have been an issue, but you're in an unknown environment. It's late. Y'all been drinking. It's dark. Like, it's just too much going on. So, yeah. um, I think he just did what he thought was best in that situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the next little quick tidbit we have is from family or fiance, right? Mm. So pretty much this, uh, this engaged couple, um, was there and the man, um, did not want to get a marriage license. Um, he believed in like sovereign rule and, um, he felt that a marriage license was keeping him connected to the system he was trying to break away from. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be bright with my thoughts would you th- <sighs> okay so I can appreciate the part about him not wanting to get a marriage license I can't say that I agree with it mm-hmm. but I understand why some people would not want to do that mm-hmm. like, while there are certain benefits you know, for being legally married um, depending on what you got going on, like mm-hmm. there are pitfalls as well. Like especially if you have like a lot of debt mm-hmm. or like property, property assets. Yeah. yeah. 
But with that said, we in America really value marriage Mm -hmm. and America rewards people for being married. Mm -hmm. Um, He also talked about how like if him and this woman were to have children, uh, he would want them to be off the grid. No birth certificate, no social security Mm -hmm. card. Like, sir, I'm sorry. You need to move. Yeah. Because you're going to end up like complicating things for your children. Like you're you're doing way too much. Mm -hmm. Get it. We, you know, we don't really like capitalism as black people. Like yeah, capitalism is, you know, it was built off our backs. And so, (laughs) but at the end of the day, if you live here, there are certain things you have to subscribe to and it's just embedded in everything. Like your birth certificate, your social, that follows you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, if, if he was specifically saying he didn't want to marry. So I said, I can, you know, I can appreciate that. It's not necessarily my opinion or what I would do, but I can understand, you know, his point of view. Um, but what his, um, it would essentially be his mother-in-law if they did end up like staying together. Not, um, she was saying that her husband had passed away and it gave her, um, certain rights and power to be able to to do right. things that he would have wanted as opposed to his family trying to come in and do different things. So that's something to think about. Um, but he was just kind of talking all over the place mm-hmm. um, and saying that he didn't want them to have a birth certificate or a social security um, number, but he wanted them to be their own boss. So I was like, well, <laughs> if they want to open a business, right. you need to <laughs> I guess ID. Like... <laughs> selling so, stuff on a street cart. But even then, you can't do that without, like, you get picked up real like, quick. It was just a lot. So, I, I, he was just that snippet, like, if he just said that, then I could understand it, but it was just too much actually with it. So, I just feel like he yeah. was using it as an excuse. Uh, he had too many red flags with he did. my opinion. <laughs> like, you don't want the girl to celebrate Christmas, okay, but your reason why was because you shouldn't get any happiness from a pagan holiday. I yeah, should be because I'm only the source of happiness. happiness. Y'all check this episode out and let us know what y'all think. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I can't oh. <laughs> like really sit I, I hope she ain't marry him. Like I hope that at the end of I can't remember what happened, but he, he just had a lot going on and they he, were very it, different. They were very different. So, but she he, looked uncomfortable. He needs someone like-minded. That's what everybody needs. You need someone like-minded yeah. instead of trying to merge two completely different ideas. Like you need somebody like-minded. Mm. Mm. I think that's like <laughs> a common theme, like throughout this whole podcast. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay. <laughs> so, do you want to? Um... <laughs> You want to go ahead and give the um, the preview for On the Rocks? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this letter comes from one of our male listeners, uh, and he basically wants some perspective <laughs> on a situation with this woman who basically ghosted him, but then, to, you know, decided to pop back up like some stale popcorn. <laughs> Y'all don't see my face but Fonda can see it, and I'm giving the mean side eye because she's she's erect. Yeah, <gasps> she erect. Yeah, girl. but you know we'll get into that. Yes, bit. I cannot wait to unpack that girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so let's go ahead and turn up. Let's pop some bottles. So what what topic are we getting tipsy on tonight? So today's open bar is actually something that has been coming up a lot lately, whether it's in like reality shows or scripted series, you know, uh, art tends to imitate life a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I'm going to bring this question to you, but before I tell you the question, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. Okay. So if you are not a married woman, mm-hmm. let's say... You meet this guy. He is fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he all, all the boxes on your list. Okay. You know, okay. we all got them boxes. But uh. side note, ladies, get rid of them boxes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Um, so he checks off all your boxes. He even comes with some value adds. So okay. some things you didn't know that you needed. Okay. You okay. didn't even, they weren't even on your radar. Uh, he makes you feel great and you can just be. Like we said earlier, you could just exist. Just be me. Right? Okay. Right. And so, yeah, y'all have a committed relationship mm-hmm. and, and you're on cloud nine. So a few months into this commitment, mm-hmm. your friend hits you up. And, you know, she tells you that she comes across some information that you might want to be privy to. Okay. So she sends you a picture mm-hmm. of your man all hugged <laughs> up on another man. Oh, boy. So you call him because you're like, yo, what, what the, the heck? heck? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> What is going on here? Is this a joke? Is this Photoshop? Right. What's the tea? What is it? And he's like, oh, babe, that's just my ex. Yeah, huh? (laughs) Ex as in... Someone you was in a relationship. partner. Yes. So what's your reaction? And, And the question is to just put it simply, could you date someone with a different sexual orientation than you. So Fonda, as a cisgender woman, mm-hmm. cisgender heterosexual woman, woman. Mm-hmm. could you date a bisexual man? Uh, no. No, I don't think I could. Um, I don't think I would feel... Um, secure even if I could wrap my mind around it like I just Mm -hmm. it's my personal preference I prefer to be in a heterosexual relationship um but even if like even if I could wrap my mind around not being in a heterosexual relationship I don't think I would ever feel 100% secure in in the fact that he would just want like me as a woman but if he tells you that he is committed to you. It, it's it's just you and him in this mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. He's made a commitment to you. Then mm-hmm. why should his past sexual history matter in that regard? Because if he was, you know, hoeing around, sleeping with a whole bunch of women, and he tells you, I'm not a hoe no more, like I'm focused on you, <laughs> then that would be okay. No, I probably wouldn't believe that nigga either. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, I wouldn't believe his ass either. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, because no, when people no. are in college, they go through their whatever phase. Some people go through their phase where they, especially dudes, but that that's not to say that eventually they, they don't become Something, like, right. Ugh. So that's that would have material. to be, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he could, he could say that, but like, it wouldn't necessarily, I mean, it wouldn't only be his past. Like it could be his future. Like. And I get it. I'm not saying it's right. That's just my personal opinion. I feel like, like I said, even if I were were able to wrap my mind and step outside of like what I thought I wanted as a heterosexual cisgender woman wanting to be in a heterosexual relationship, even if I could put that part aside and be like, okay, I'm with a bisexual man. Like, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to fully believe that he would just want. Because <laughs> you call him a liar? <laughs> no, I'm saying it for me personally. He could be telling the truth. It would have nothing to do with him. It would be me and my thinking. So I wouldn't think it would be fair right. to him to, you know, to, to to continue the relationship and then we'd come back to the same problem because the way that I'm thinking about myself right now, it really wouldn't be anything that he'd be able to tell me because I'd, for, for one, I'd have to get over the shock because we've been dating a few months and you've never mentioned it. And then when I do ask about it, you're saying it so nonchalantly. So I would wonder why it wasn't discussed in the beginning. I feel like that would be a purpose omit. So that would be something that would also, I think, mess up. It- would it be purposefully omitted to you? Like, what's, how can I say this? What's omission to you is just maybe him saying, that was my past. And I don't, like, that's, we have not discussed, we have not discussed our sexual history. And that's all it is. But it's, it's not a it's, sexual history. It's not a sexual history because. <laughs> No, it's a okay. the fact that he slept with a man in his past that he has an ex. Everyone has a past, but in my opinion, sexual sexuality is fluid. So it's not that's something that's going to change. So it's not. It could be his presence. So if we broke up, he could eventually want to date a man again. He could want to date a woman. So that's not. It just happens that you know his past, like he has dated a man, but it's not. It's not going to shut off. So sexuality only fluid when the person identifies as being a part of the LBGTQIA community. I feel like, I feel like sexuality period is fluid. Like, cause that's like, I feel like that's something that you're, you're born from what, from the conversations that I've had with some of my friends and just, you know, people that I've worked with and things like that. Like a lot of them feel like they were born that way. So I feel like that's not something that you're going to, switch off just because if you're bisexual or you're, you know, that you're just going to switch off and like, okay, I'm only with you. You're still going to be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. That's not going to change. I'm still, you know, I'm, I see a man. I'm like, oh, he fine. I'm married, but like, I'm, you know, it's, you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to, to me, you're not going to stop being attracted to what you're attracted right. to just because you're in a relationship. I get that. Right. So, <laughs> So it's not gonna, and I'm, and like I said, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that's how I would be, and it wouldn't be fair to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to continue a relationship knowing that that would probably not be something that I would be okay with. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Like, would you be able- <laughs> same scenario? Same scenario. Mm-hmm. I-, I agree that it would bother me because I do feel like there would probably be a part of like his desire mm-hmm. that I would never be able to completely fulfill. Mm-hmm. Now, is that thinking flawed? In, in thinking about this, it is flawed a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. because he could have like the same desires for other women. Right. But if he tells me that he's committed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, all right, well, I'm rocking with you. We committed to each other. But yeah. then if, you know, and, mm-hmm. And so it, it's weird because I do think that in, you know, seeing this like portrayed on like reality TV, scripted mm-hmm. TV, I can see how it is that black men don't have the same opportunities to explore their sexuality sure. like women, black mm-hmm. women and white women. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of um, like bisexual women yeah. who end up being in like a long-term heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. or even marrying like a heterosexual person and mm-hmm. men don't question them like, Oh, you did this right. back when you were mm-hmm. younger. Um, they, they just don't think about it. And then even like white men get to explore um, yeah. their sexuality in different ways. Um, in doing research about this in preparation for like our podcast, uh, there have been studies that have like tied uh, like white sexuality or the exploration of um, sexuality among white men to their privilege. Mm -hmm. um, saying that they, you know, they have a unique set of cultural resources that they can draw on to explain um, their, attraction or like sexual history with other men without um, repercussions in ways mm-hmm. that black men cannot. Right. Um, and so I, I don't, like you said earlier, it's a, a preference, a preference that borderlines insecurity um, that and I don't know if it's like because the way we were raised and how kind of like homosexuality has been such a stigma in mm-hmm. the black community for so long. Um, but it, thinking about it, I could see where it's like, yeah, that, that, that's not fair because it, it feels like he's being penalized for. I don't think he's being penalized because I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge him. I think I would be a little, um, I don't even know the right word, not annoyed, but like if we're in a relationship, I think I'd be a little hurt that it wasn't discussed or, you know, like early on in our relationship, I think I would be hurt by that. But I do feel mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we should open up our minds and, yeah. uh, you know, allow and start allowing black men the same space to explore their sexuality without judgment and in turn normalize it so that if it is a black woman that is interested in dating a bisexual man, that we can be supportive and say it's okay. Because right. I feel like, I feel like there probably are a lot more 
women that would be okay in that situation, but maybe they're afraid of what their family would think or their community Mm -hmm. or being judged or anything like that. So if we're saying, Hey, like it might not work for me, but if it works for you, then I'm all for it. I support you. I want you to be happy. So I think just, you know, just being open-minded, even if it's not your personal situation, if you have a friend or a family member or, you know, who might be interested in exploring their sexuality or wanting to be in a different type of relationship that is, you know, considered taboo for our community, then say, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead and be free and do that. Um, Because at the end of the day, what someone does in their own household, that has nothing to do with us, but we can be support, you know, be more supportive of each other for sure. I think you raise very good point that um, a lot of it probably does have to do with the perception and how other people um, perceive Mm -hmm. uh, the relationship. And that's not, unique to this situation that's kind of like with a lot of like life decisions that people make based off of how they feel others Mm -hmm. feel Um, but yeah I I'd be interested to know how our listeners feel yeah about the situation Um, I think part about part of normalizing um, like different types of black relationships you know we sometimes have to talk about these mm-hmm. things that are a little uncomfortable and, and check ourselves yeah. about the ideas that um we have mm-hmm. um, especially for this topic specifically in, in considering the intersection uh, of blackness and sexuality mm-hmm. um i think that you know as black people as a community, we have to create a safe space yes. for these type of things. So mm-hmm. even if we don't necessarily agree with it personally, we can like appreciate it and yep. not and know, be promote. supportive mm-hmm. instead of being so quick to like to throw judgment or not even be yeah. or be close minded to it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, definitely just having conversations, starting conversations, and maybe even figuring out like why you think that way in the first place Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i mean it goes back to what you said earlier kind of let people live yeah give them the freedom and the space to make their own Mm -hmm. decisions yep that's all it comes down to definitely yeah (laughs) that was good yeah (laughs) i'm so well i i'm really interested to see what other people think yeah um have you been in a, a similar situation or relationship that you identified as a different uh, sexuality than the person um, that you were pursuing. Let us know. Yeah. Let's keep this topic going. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I hope we're not hanging with any lightweights tonight. Right. <laughs> because it's time for our On the Rock segment. And so, like I said a little early, I gave a preview and you know, we're going to offer some perspectives because we don't give advice (laughs) we get perspective (laughs) so yeah fun to kick us off all right so it says um i was introduced to this girl on two separate occasions when visiting my hometown we have we have mutual friends after meeting her the second time we exchanged information we were both in relationships at the time but both relationships were in a weird place Started off as just a lot of phone calls and texting because we lived in two different states. Over time, we both ended up calling things off with our significant others, not because of each other, but because independently, the relationships had run their course. Then, boom, COVID happened. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Phone calls uh, start getting longer, and once the restrictions were lifted and traveling became easier, I took a few trips to see her. I was really feeling the girl wined and dined her, showered her with luxury gifts, okay. was even considering moving, not solely because of her, but it certainly would have been a bonus. Mm-hmm. I thought we were on the same page. We would discuss our future together all the time. Then she straight ghosted me <laughs> to find out her ex-boyfriend whom she was with when I met her back, um, was back in the picture. Fast forward a few months later, she is back on my line. Like she never left with the same story going through a breakup. My question is, do I give her another shot? Um, get some trim in the process or let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. Yeah, it started off rocky because y'all knew there was an attraction there, Mm -hmm. but y'all both were already in committed relationships, even though the relationships were in a weird space. Mm -hmm. But because there wasn't that natural, I guess, break and then like progression into something, Mm -hmm. I can see why she probably like went back to her ex because there was like that, that period of overlap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, I think that she let you on mm-hmm. probably because like you said, COVID hit, sis was bored. Right. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't much to do. Like you can't really go like bar hopping, clubbing with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you were sending her gifts. Like I like luxury gifts. It's somebody <laughs> that I don't have to see often. <laughs> Sending me gifts and stuff. Thank you. Like, okay. Thanks. <laughs> you are so sweet. <laughs> like, what is this? Gucci? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't have to do anything for it. Mm-hmm. it. It was like giving me like, you know, when like younger women date older guys. Yeah, and they just true. want like friendship. True. Uh, <laughs> Companionship. Either way, I think it was coward of her to ghost you. Mm-hmm. And off that alone, and the fact that she went back to her ex and found out that she was back to, with her ex, mm-hmm. and now she's trying to, like, come back again, she wants some more gifts. Like, maybe, you know, he's buying her, I don't know, what's the Target brand? I don't remember. Missoni? And <laughs> you were buying, <laughs> you were buying her Louis, and she's like, "Uh, oh, I need a new bag." So I'm gonna flip it. <laughs> I'm gonna be devil's advocate. So okay, if he, if okay, it depends. If he still has feelings for this girl, I'm gonna go ahead and say like he should let it rock. But on my petty shit, like go ahead and get that trim, and then and then you can ghost her. Like like oh yeah, like mm. I'm on through. You know, top her off and then be out. But actually trying to pursue something, like, nah. Yeah. I think she clearly is probably still confused. Um, and she liked what you were doing for her in between, you know, the situation that she was having with her boyfriend. So um, I don't think there's anything seriously there. But if you want to have some yeah. fun, I don't really see the issue with that. He was willing to move, though. That's crazy. 
Right. I mean, he said it wasn't for her, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure she helped to make the decision. Right. He said it would be a bonus. So, um, yeah, <sighs> I wouldn't. This is just my, you know, my perspective, you know. <laughs> yeah, our perspective. Let us know what you end up doing, though. Like, we need to have, like, a follow-up because right, I'm invested in this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, and for our listeners, they want please know. let us know. Yes, let us know what you do. Listeners, let us know if you have any perspective to offer. Maybe you've been in a similar situation. Yeah, maybe you were the ghost or the ghoster or the ghosty. Mm, that could be, like, an open bar in the future just have hella ghosts in you on a, on a panel <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. why would you do that like, <laughs> what are you thinking? am i not worthy, I'm not worthy. <laughs> that was cool uh shifting <laughs> gears a little bit to our on the house on the house so here we're just gonna you know, give you guys some uh, thoughts to marinate on in these tips and uh, hopefully best practices, lessons learned. You can tell I have my like work brain on. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <but> these, are, <laughs> these are on the house. <laughs> so, right. These are on, and, on the house. In recognition of Valentine's Day that is quickly approaching, mm-hmm. we wanted to know if you could write a love letter to your younger self, what would it say? Like, what advice would you give? Mm-hmm. So, Fonda, I'll let you go first. Oof. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think... A lo- mm, no, you go first. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> so... I would say that you are enough and you don't have to try to change yourself Mm -hmm. or your standards or dim your light to make somebody else comfortable. Mm. So they better step up, step up or step off. Hey, bye. Um, I'd also say that love should be easy. I do not believe in struggle love. That is not a thing. Um, And along with that, don't confuse intensity and passion with love. Mm. They are not the same. A fiery love burns quickly. I know y'all all all heard that. Um, (laughs) And when I say passion, I don't mean like romance and stuff. But you know how like some people, like they like to argue all the time. It's like, because I love you. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, I don't want to argue. I'm actually free from that. Can we be peaceful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is not the life I want to live. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, and I said this earlier too, get rid of them damn checklists. <laughs> them timelines, trash. Yeah. Sort of. No bona fides. Well, I mean, <laughs> they got to have a little bona fides. But right, they do. You, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> Don't sometimes our checklists be so shallow, like, yeah, this much money. You gotta look this way. You gotta mm-hmm. have this much money in the bank. You gotta be this tall and nah. No, he don't. Mm-hmm. Like uh, your like next dude could be like five foot two. Uh okay. I mean, they yeah. could. You're absolutely correct. I was a big B2K fan, and they all were short. They were. Mm-hmm. They were <laughs> So, they who were. knows? 
the camera just make them look tall. Right. But I was also a teenager, so never mind. But, you know, y'all get the gist. <laughs> but yeah, that would be my love letter. XOXO. XOXO. Um, so I would say um, to take more risks. Um, yeah, that would be to take more risks. Mm. Um, and to be, learn how to be comfortable in yourself Mm -hmm. um so i think every well not everybody but i feel like i kind of went through like a weird period and you're just trying to like figure figure yourself out um i think to piggyback on that i would say to give yourself time to figure things out um and to know yourself and really love yourself so that you know what you Mm -hmm. can and not give to other people um so just just definitely know yourself and i think that um even a step further to know what your triggers and your traumas are and Mm. to resolve those because taking that in or trying to suppress that and then trying to be with someone is difficult um and a lot of times you end up projecting your past trauma and issues on someone that's just really trying to love you. So definitely uh, love yourself, um, know yourself, give yourself time to just figure things out. And everything doesn't have to be a timeline. Like how I was saying, like you want to do this by the time you're 22 and this by the time, sometimes it works out like that and that's cool. But if you have to take a detour, then that's just what mm-hmm. it is. There's always more than one way to get somewhere. There's always a back road or a shortcut or a tunnel, a toll. So it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> if, your journey, <laughs> if your journey is a little different than you initially thought, it's all good. Yes, I like that. That's a quotable. Right? I should put that on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let us know what you guys think like what would your love letter say i would love to post it so we can just you know give everybody some good vibes some positive vibes some things that they could take with them because we're all on different we're all in different places Mm -hmm. on this journey called life and we can all learn from each other especially for like our younger brothers and sisters that Mm -hmm. are coming up like i wish that some people might like would have imparted this on me mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't thinking like this at right. all. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you know what today is? It's the last call. The last, the call. last call. <laughs> I was like, it's our anniversary, but like it's not our, our I one. mean our one day anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> day one. <laughs> but yeah let's wrap up the show uh any anything you want to go back to anything that might have been left unsaid i don't think so Mm. okay anything do you no i think i'm good but Mm -hmm. we did post a giveaway last week when we sold up launched our instagram uh, page if you have not please follow us on at underscore a sip at the table yes um 
So for those of you who stuck with us, the word is Bruno. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't know who saw like who watched Encanto, but like that song goes. Do you know the song, Fonda? Have you oh, watched Encanto yet? Mars. I thought you were talking about Bruno Mars. Hmm? No, I'm talking about <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about. Oh my. No. Okay. Sorry that you're talking about Watching Encanto. It's probably like the best uh, modern day Disney movie. Okay. Uh, so oh, actually, you know that movie? That little, um, the little boy made headlines because he was like, yes. um, he thought it was himself. It was so sweet. Yes, yes, because representation does matter. Yes, yes. Um, but that's the word. The word is Bruno. So for those of you who followed the instructions on the giveaway post, DM us the word. I guess how long should we give people to like DM us? I'm thinking. By Sunday? hmm Okay. Yeah. So DM us by Sunday. And if you make the deadline, Sunday, 11.59 p.m., mm-hmm. we'll put you in a raffle, and the winner will get a really cool gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. So let's wrap it. Yes, let's wrap up because that that meant I can give it. We're here singing songs in my past life. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank y'all again for joining us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at underscore sip with the table. Um, we post weekly polls and questions, playlists, and drink recipes. So make sure you check us out for all of that. Um, if you have it on the rocks, you can email us at um at sip of the table at gmail.com or you can DM, uh, DM us. Um and as a default, all letters will be read anonymously unless you guys want us to put some of my business out there. We get messy mm-hmm. too. So if you want us to bless somebody, we can. But um just off off the humble though, they all will be anonymous. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. It's a wrap. Show number one. We hope y'all join us next week. The week after next. Oh, <laughs> right. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. All right, y'all. Bye, y'all. Sip safe.